0: Thanks for downloading this episode of The Magpod, a podcast from The Magpie Anthology. Today, we're going to be speaking to Sophie Devonshire, who is the author of Superfast Lead at Speed, How Pace Can Drive Performance. And we're sitting here with myself, Amber Beard, I'm the editor, and also with Christine Taylor, who is our creative director. So, Sophie, welcome and tell us all about your book. Thank you, Amber. Um, It's brilliant to be here. I'm really enjoying being part of the Isle of Wight Literary Festival. And it's great to have an opportunity to talk to people here about Superfast Lead at Speed. So the book was published just over a year ago, and it is a book designed for those who are ambitious about getting the case right inside their organisation. So I think most of us know that in the last decade there's been huge change in business and in the world that's been driven by the technological advances and the disruption that's hit most industries. But a lot of people talk about disruption and not that many people talk about what leaders inside business actually need to do about it. So I wanted to research that subject and find some tips and some tools and techniques to help people who are ambitious about their careers or about business understand how to get the pace right for them, for their teams, and for their organisation.
1: You interviewed, um, I think we should contextualise it, you did the most incredible research and you interviewed over 100 leaders of industry around the world. So could you tell us about a couple of the more impressive ones and um, and maybe do a little bit of name dropping as well?
0: (laughs) It was a fascinating process, the interview side of it all. And what was interesting actually was how keen people were to talk about this subject because everybody in every single type of industry that I spoke to all recognised that there is this perceived need for speed. And they had all gone through a bit of a journey to work out how to cope with the the pace of change. So who did I speak to? I spoke to um, people who were heading up big super tanker, multinational organisations. So people like Paul Polman, who's the global CEO of Unilever, Um, people who are heading up fast growth tech companies, the type of people you'd expect, people heading up uh, Google for, for Europe, and those who'd set up and built or sold fast moving startups. But I also spoke to people who were uh, doing quite interesting jobs in different places. Uh, One of my favourites was a conversation with the head of the Joint Intelligence for Counterterrorism Unit. So talking to them about their to-do list was quite different to talking to other people about what they're trying to do. So all types of of different people um, in different countries, with different organisations and different personalities. But all really, really understanding that actually it's a little bit of a struggle at the moment to work out how you can set up organizations and teams that are responsive so they're able to move fast in case of a crisis in case of an opportunity but also responsible so the impact that technology is having on people the impact that fast growth businesses are having on society in the world there is a growing appreciation that, that needs to be thought through um, and carefully considered as part of the role of any leader in business at the moment
1: Did you take from all of those interviews? Were you getting the same similar type of message? Were were they saying kind of the same thing to you about Well, the interesting
0: thing, of course, is when you speak to all um, types of different people who are successful, you soon discover that the only thing that all successful people have in common is that fundamentally they are successful. Because everybody approaches things in a slightly different way according to whether they're an introvert or an extrovert whether they're dealing with a global challenge or in certain environment, what their stage at which their business is at, whether they're in turnaround mode or whether they're sustaining growth, all kinds of different um, challenges for people. So there wasn't one universal rule or um, set of rules for people. But what I did find is that everybody was very interested in talking about the journey they'd been on individually to get to be a better leader and what they'd done to um, understand that. And part of that was understanding themselves, understanding their audiences, understanding their teams and the kind of human understanding and empathy that you need in business and in life is more relevant now than ever before because while technology and understanding technology is also critical because it can help speed you up and get you there faster really knowing how to motivate and communicate with people is the differentiator right now and it will continue to be and probably will be even more necessary in the future Uh, there's been a a lot of predictions about the role of soft skills as they're called um, in the future of business generally but right now The need for leaders to be able to be positive about the rate of change with their teams and to understand that not everybody moves at the same pace as them, that requires a certain type of skill. And probably that's the area that a lot of people had in common. Partly also that most of them were fundamentally impatient leaders. They knew that there's a lot that could be done and they were impatient to move and they were ambitious to move faster. But they'd also taught themselves to be patient, to understand that to communicate means slowing down, to look at the fact that to get the quality of thinking right, you sometimes need to take a strategic pause with people uh, to slow down to think and then be ready and have the processes and the structure and the frameworks that allow you to move as fast as you possibly can when the opportunities arise and when the time is right
1: you covered in um, in the book the the essential three Es do you want to recap the three e's you 've mentioned one already empathy which um, is obviously you know ultimately important but there, there are two other Es so the two other Es um, that came out from the research in the book that
0: are useful uh, thought starters for anybody who is trying to understand how they can Thrive rather than just survive in this crazy, bonkers, fast moving world. For people who are trying to lead rather than just manage um, in a a world that is accelerating, one of the most important uh, elements is to understand the concept of energy. Because without energy, nothing happens. Fires don't burn, engines don't run, projects aren't interesting people don't enjoy work so understanding both how you channel and nurture and nourish energy in yourself to make sure you can continue to be creative positive thoughtful and to get things done and understand how you can um, spark energy in others in meetings in um, you know encouraging them to to work better together um, in giving them the resilience that they need uh, to face tough challenges is absolutely essential and thinking then about energy management rather than time management can be a very valuable shift for people. Um, Paul Polman who is one of the most interesting interviewees um, and people I've ever uh, spent time with who was for a long time the global CEO of Unilever talked about the fact that he firmly believes that time management is not what matters it's energy management that's crucial so understanding what you can do to manage your energy personally what gives you energy whether it's people who are radiators not drains whether it's understanding what motivates you and and energizes you is is something that can really be a tipping point for people in terms of achieving more But of course, to achieve more, you also need to do less. So the focus that you need in life and the choices you make about what you want to prioritise and um, deliver um, is also key. Because although it's brilliant to be in business right now because of the opportunities, the ideas, the potential that's out there, in some ways, that in itself is is a bit of a nightmare because there are too many opportunities, there are too many ideas And in most organisations and teams and lives, ideas are not the problem. It's the bandwidth, the energy and the, the, the time that you need to really focus. So the third E is editing and becoming an editor is uh, one of the hardest things for anybody who, who communicates generally so writing a book is in some ways the easiest bit actually editing it is much more painful and the same thing with those who are leading and enjoying work in a in the 21st century type of environment the ability to curate And choose what goes onto a priority list, the ability to edit down your focus, to leave space for the unexpected, to allow people to move fast but in the right direction, giving them a a sense of focus really comes down to great leaders being editors as well as idea generators. Can I just ask you about laziness? Because laziness, I believe, is something which is quite an important factor in business. Well, of course, we all know that you can't succeed really in business without working very hard. You do need to put the effort in and that's to succeed in in whether you're an entrepreneur, whether in a big organisation, you know, hard work does lead to something. But you know what? Most of us, are often working too hard on the wrong things and actually there's a fantastic skill in understanding that sometimes in today's super fast world we might need to be a little bit more strategically lazy so take for example um, bill gates is who is alleged to have said if you want something done give it to a lazy person because they will find the shortest fastest quickest easiest way to get there (laughs) so whatever you're working on if you try and think like a lazy person go right how can we make this happen in an easy way? What can we use, like technology, that will speed it up? Can we make like a magpie and take inspiration from elsewhere to, to help what we're doing? Are the shortcuts that will really get us to what really matters faster? How can we not kill ourselves and be exhausted and burnt out um, in creating something? So laziness actually came up a few times in the uh, conversations I had with people. Most people said, you need to work hard. But understanding what you are best at and what you need to focus on sometimes involves appearing a little bit lazy. So it might be that other people think you are lazy because you're focusing on what only you should do and what only you can do, which means other people do need to do things as well. But particularly for anybody who's nice or generally a helpful person, understanding that you can probably do anything but you can't do everything Um, is absolutely essential in making sure you don't suffer from overwhelm and that you can focus on what really matters. Um, So making some choices and allowing yourself to be a little more lazy
1: helps. What I really picked up from the book was and something it's it's an odd thing it's it's all about it's all about words at the end of the day but um the word speed and now you have made me think differently about that and actually now i think about speed as velocity which was your concept do you want to expand a little bit on your thoughts on velocity
0: so i've i've always been interested in the idea of doing things fast i'm a bit of an acceleration addict i love it when you see a project That just moves fast when you see people growing really quickly in business when you see things happening speed can thrill but we also know that speed can kill it can be exhausting it can um, create risks and actually when we look at the fact that the world is moving at a, a speedy pace understanding that we need to actually think about velocity is is a great way of clarifying the the right way to move So I spent a bit of time talking to some engineers when I was researching the book, involved in cars, people involved in um, Imperial College and, and, and people who really understood the physics of speed. And they all said to me, don't ever think about speed, always talk about velocity, much more attractive word generally. And velocity technically means speed in a given direction. So if you're a leader working out what the speed should be and what the right direction of it can make all the difference Instead of everybody rushing around like busy fools and just being um, fast for the sake of it, you are channeling the focus of your work, your team's work, everybody's work and making sure there is a sense of purpose, a clarity of goals and direction can make a huge difference in terms of the positive velocity of any organisation. So just to conclude, what do you think people should take from your book what are the two most important things that you think people should take from your book an understanding that good leaders are pace setters that they will give people a sense of purpose which motivates them and they'll help structure things to make sure that when things do need to go fast and there is a sense of pace and things will happen that that is possible but also that they understand the need for a variable pace in life, that building in the pauses to think, to plan, to make sure everybody is re-energised, absolutely um, fundamental to making sure that work can be not just a positive place to be that businesses can't just focus on performance but that it can be an enjoyable place to be jeff bezos who's from amazon uh, talks about the fact that speed does matter in business but a high velocity decision making environment is more fun too so recognizing that doing things at pace at the right pace and in the right direction can can um, make it a more fun environment i think is important to take out of it and I think the other thing is just a sense that we can all learn from other people. And if other people have tried some things out, that will spark some ideas for you, for you as to what you can do to help optimise the way in which you work to make sure that you are moving fast and in the right direction.
1: Sophie, where can people get your book? Because <laughs> everybody needs to read it. <laughs> Superfast Lead at Speed
0: um, has just come out in paperback. Um, as well as as hardback it's available on audible as an audio version um, and on kindle as well it's available at all good bookstores and of course on amazon as well thank you so much for coming and talking to us sophie sophie devonshire author of super fast lead at speed thank you very much thank you please let me know what you think